So welcome everyone. My name is Kyle Hershey. I'm the COO of The Mortgage Calculator, and this is our loan officer sales training that we do at 12 p.m. Eastern time every weekday. And we go through more of the front end of the mortgage process, the sales and the leads. Today, we're going to be talking about commercial loans and commercial leads. So great sector of business out there. Of course, here at The Mortgage Calculator, we specialize in you know non-QM loans and investor loans, and we run into commercial scenarios all the time. We have tons and tons of commercial outlets and products. So this is definitely something uh, to be aware of, to keep in mind. It's something that you could you know maybe think to yourself if this is something you may even want to uh, specialize in, right? And so keep an open mind to that as well. Now, I got a few slides here, and I want to start by going over just kind of some general info here on commercial loans in general. And this isn't applicable to every single commercial loan because they're all different. But for the most part, just understand that financing for commercial properties is difficult to find. And so when we're prospecting for commercial deals, you know, understand that when you talk to people who are looking to get a commercial deal financed, they're usually very happy to speak to someone who has commercial financing options, right? Because it's definitely not easy. One of the reasons for that is that everything is on a case-by-case -case basis. There are so many different types of commercial loans, so many types of commercial properties, uh, you know, and it's it's all just a one-off, right? Every single commercial property is different, whether you're talking about a strip mall or whether you're talking about some giant, uh, you know, complex or whether you're talking about a warehouse or, you know, there's just so many uh, things out there that would qualify as a commercial loan. And so they're all taken on a case-by-case -case basis. And they're usually pretty difficult to finance. So that's where you can come in as the loan consultant and let people know how many you know amazing outlets we have for commercial loans, get the information from them, uh, you know, reach out to our commercial conduits and be able, able to get quotes, right? This is something that you're never going to be able to quote a commercial loan in any type of you know automated pricing engine, right? It's usually one-offs. And again, they're difficult. Um, a lot of things that you'll run into that are nearly impossible to finance are things like uh, auto uh, shops, right? Um, those type of things need like uh, environmental tests and stuff like that. So, you know, mechanic shops and warehouses that have any type of industrial uh, waste or anything like that. There's all kinds of hoops to jump through there. Uh, also, typically very difficult to finance churches. Those are two of the things you're going to run into if you really start diving down uh, into this commercial business uh, is that you'll see that there's pretty much outlets for everything there is out there, but you're going to run into real trouble when looking to finance either a church building or uh, auto body shop or anything that has you know chemicals because again, it's going to be a whole different ball game. You have to get environmental tests done and all kinds of stuff. Now, when we're talking to clients about these commercial loans, the first thing we need to do before we go start getting quotes and you know all that kind of stuff is we need to determine, is this really a commercial loan or not? 
right? Because not everything that you think is a commercial loan is going to be. Some people, you know, traditionally anything over four units was considered a commercial loan. That was up until, you know, two years ago or something like that, right? To where they started coming out with all of these, you know, five to eight unit uh, DSCR hybrid products, which are not a commercial loan. It's a business purpose residential loan, but it's not commercial, right? Now they even have programs for, uh, you know, nine to a hundred units that they're still considering this, uh, you know, kind of hybrid DSCR residential business purpose uh, type product, right? So things change. It's not always commercial just because it's, you know, more than X amount of units like it used to be. So a little more complicated. So you want to make sure you understand what you're actually quoting. Are we really quoting a commercial loan here? Is that what it's going to be, you know, considered as, right? And then uh, I'll skip one bullet point here and come down to also we want to make sure that we know whether we're talking about a recourse loan or non-recourse loan, right? Because you need to discuss that with your borrower, right? Are they specifically only wanting to do a non-recourse loan? Because we actually talked about this earlier in our Daily Rates Live here earlier today. Um, some commercial loans are recourse and some are non-recourse. Most of the time, people are looking for a non-recourse loan in the commercial world. That's typically going to be for the bigger commercial deals. But we have a lot of conduits that you can get amazing deals and pricing on commercial properties, but they're typically still going to be recourse. And I'm talking about the smaller ones. Once you get to bigger ones, they're always going to be non-recourse, right? But you know, if you only have a $500,000 property or million-dollar property or something like that, and you want to get the best pricing, the best terms and stuff, it's probably going to be a full, you know, recourse loan, not a non-recourse. And for those that are maybe newer in the business, what do we mean by non-recourse? We mean that it's not personally guaranteed by the borrower. Uh, you know, it's it's just guaranteed by whatever, you know, entity there is. It's just a non-recourse loan, meaning that they can just take the property and that's it right? They can't uh, go any further than that if you default and stuff. So most people doing true commercial transactions, that's what they're going to be looking for, right? They're, they're in the commercial space. This isn't residential properties. They're not looking to, you know, actually sign um, a personal guarantee. But again, that's something to talk to your borrowers about because a lot of the options we have for smaller commercial they do have, you know, recourse options, and those are always going to have the best pricing and terms and stuff like that. So still a commercial loan, still a business purpose loan, still closing in an entity, but would not have to be personally guaranteed. And then uh, the next thing I want to talk about here, let's talk about actually going and getting these loans, right? So notice I put here that we can prospect both buyers and sellers. So this is what I mean by that. In the commercial world here, when we're doing commercial loans, because they're very difficult to find financing for, because they're on a case-by-case -case basis, you can not only prospect for investors that are buying these type of properties, but you can also prospect the people who are selling these properties. So this doesn't happen very often. This is not going to happen in residential, right, where you're going to the seller right? Because 
the reason we can do that in commercial is because we can let them know that we have options for the people who come to buy them, right? When you're in the commercial, uh, when you're selling commercial buildings uh, or even hybrid commercial buildings, mixed use and stuff like that, right? Um, you know, the biggest problem people have when they come to you is financing, right? People come all the time. Oh, I'd love to buy that. Okay. Well, if they don't have cash, you know, it's going to be extremely difficult because most people don't have loan consultants like us that have all these options. And even us with having pretty much every commercial conduit there is out there, it's still difficult to, to finance <clears throat> all commercial deals. So my point here is that the people who are selling these, these places are very much in need for an outlet to be able to tell the people who are interested that they could get financing through here, or they should talk to this person about financing, right? Um, a good example is Nick and I own a nightclub in Miami Beach, and we have the building up for sale. Well, the biggest problem that people are having when they come to us, yes, people might have, uh, you know, some type of down payment, uh, but they don't, <clears throat> they don't have all the cash. You know, it's pretty, it's a, it's $2 million is what it's listed for. Right. So typically people are not going to have that cash. So what's happening is people are coming to us as the seller asking for solutions of, could you seller finance this? Or do you know anywhere where I could get a loan for it? Because I want to purchase it, but I don't, you know, I don't have 2 million cash. And so obviously with us, we're in a unique situation because we have the mortgage calculator. So it works out perfect for us. But my point is, is that if we were, <clears throat> excuse me, if we were not ourselves, right, and we didn't own the mortgage calculator, then we would love to have a loan. <clears throat> sorry, we would love to have a loan consultant that could help those people that come to us, right? So you can really reach out. Now, there's so many places you can find listings, right? Finding an investor that wants to need help with financing and going out there and buying things, that's a little bit more difficult. But there's a bunch of resources, which I'm going to show you here in a second, where you could easily find each property and find out who the owner and or seller agent is and speak to them about this. So you see what I'm saying here that it's not just about the end you know, client, a lot of the times the people who are selling these buildings, they have tons of interest, but most people have a hard time getting qualified. So it's music to their ears usually to a seller of a commercial property or the realtor who's selling the commercial property, right? The seller's agent, it's usually music to their ears that you have a lot of commercial programs and you'd be more than willing to take any phone calls from anyone they talk to that needs some type of creative financing to buy those properties. So that would be my biggest thing to leave you with today as far as the difference of how we can prospect for residential clients and how we can prospect for commercial clients. And commercial clients, we can literally almost reverse it, right? It's almost able to be reversed for commercial to where instead of going after the buyers to finance them, you can go after the sellers to finance them and, you know, well, to finance the buyers through them, right? So definitely a big thing to keep in mind there. So anytime you see a commercial property listed and you can get a hold of either the seller's agent or the seller themselves, 
that is a great opportunity to pitch your services and to just let them know that you're a resource for them to use. And I guarantee you, if they're getting action, they're going to end up sending you some people because it happens, you know, we've had commercial properties before as well that we've sold. And that's just what happens all day. People come to you wanting to do it, but there's virtually no options out there for financing or none that they know about or none that they have a loan consultant like us that can walk them through the process and the different options. There's a lot of ins and outs, right? Everything's on a case-by-case basis. And so it's more than just a, hey, here's my documents. Let's go do the loan. It's a pretty complicated process. And in some ways, it's kind of an easy process, right? It's, it's a give take, right? Because you don't have to deal with a lot of the laws, right? There's essentially no laws in commercial lending. So when you're doing these true commercial loans on commercial properties, closing in entities, there's literally no rules at all. So it is easier from that standpoint. You don't have to wait X amount of days. You don't have to go by trid rules. You don't. Have, there's all these things you don't have to do. But again, it's a, it's a more complicated deal at its core as far as the, the guidelines and getting it done. So now let's talk about some resources that you can use. You could, uh, you know, take a picture, write these down real quick. LoopNet. LoopNet is essentially... Uh, you could say like the MLS for uh, commercial properties, or I guess you could almost say like Zillow for commercial properties, right? So anybody with a commercial property is typically going to have it uh, on LoopNet. Um, you obviously can, you know, like pay to upgrade and, you know, feature your properties more and stuff like that, right? Um the uh, Crexy is another one. This is a little bit more like B2B type thing. But again, there's going to be all the commercial listings on it, right? So like, for example, the nightclub that me and Nick are lo looking to sell right now, we have a featured listing on LoopNet and a featured listing on Crexy. Those both cost money. It costs our realtor that is listing our, um, uh, our, our club. It costs him money to be a, a, a Crexy uh, you know, agent and have access to it. It's kind of like more of an exclusive network, right? Like investors and things pay to be a part of this so they can like see the new commercial deals coming out and have more insight into them and stuff like that. Uh, but you can participate without, you know, be, uh, uh, paying or anything. But again, I would consider this more of like the, uh, I guess, more of like the Zillow uh, of, you know, commercial. And then this is just another, you know, network and a little bit more private and uh, kind of high price for the people that are actually in the business, the people trying to sell the commercial properties and the realtors that are trying to get involved in those transactions. Now, realtors, huge, right? But notice I put the note here, <clears throat> realtors with commercial designations, so, of course, any realtor is great to network with about uh, commercial properties. Now, again, realtors, if they're experienced and they've ran into these type of deals before, they'll know as well that they are difficult to do. So any realtor is great. Now, yesterday's training, I talked about how even when you are working with a realtor that says they're already working with a loan officer, you can let them know, hey, well, when people get denied, you know, we specialize in non-QM and stuff like that. Well, you can do the same thing here with commercial, right? You're talking to a realtor. They say, I already work with a loan officer. I trust them. I like them. Okay, great. Well, 
you know, anything you run into that's commercial, I would love to help you. I specialize in non-QM and commercial loans, or maybe you want to specialize in just commercial. So you're telling, you're going to tell them that, right? So any realtor you talk to is great. And again, it's, it's an awesome thing to be able to have so many bags of tricks here at the mortgage calculator so that you can immediately say, okay, you already work with a, you know, a loan officer on this. That's great. But I also have this. So let me be the one that you call when you have a commercial property, right? But the reason why I put with commercial designations here is because you can go to the NAR website and you can look up realtors by their designation. So you can look them up by market and designation. So National Association of Realtors website, you can literally go there and you can look up realtors in the directory and you can say what designation you want. Now, a designation, that's like a certificate, right? That's like a class that they took to specialize in something to show that they specialize in it. Like a, uh, a SIPS is a certified international property specialist, right? That's like what Jose has a designation on his realtor license for that because he does a lot of international business. So there are classes and certificates that you get to add on to your license, right? That's a designation. Now, there is a commercial designation. So you can go to the NAR website. So if you're into this and you want to get into the commercial more and you want to create commercial referrals, you want to create a network, start building with realtors, you can literally go on there and you can sort it by people in your market who have a commercial designation and you can reach out to them and say, hey, I specialize in commercial financing. Any deals that you have that need help with financing, I would love to help you out. So what you'll find here is that realtors, sellers, basically everyone else in the process that we're reaching out to here, they're all going to be much more receptive when you're talking about commercial loan options because they don't hear that every day, right? And and they're few and far between. And so as opposed to just hounding a realtor, hey, send me your purchase business, your pre-approvals, I'm better than who you're working with, blah, blah, blah. You know, telling them that you specialize in commercial or that you have commercial available and you would love to help them out with that. It's going to be much more receptive than every other 99.9% of loan officers are hounding realtors to get their pre-approval business where you can come in with a totally different angle there. Um, and then, of course, investor groups. Now, when I say investor groups, really, I'm talking about, you know, Facebook groups and stuff like that. Right. Um, <clears throat> those are always great. They always have commercial deals going on. So those are great in general. But if you want to focus on commercial, there's also commercial real estate groups on Facebook and these other platforms and stuff, too. So you can look those up right, and become a part of those groups. Uh, And then last thing here I have is investor events and commercial real estate events, just like, you know, the investor groups on Facebook, there's investor groups and meetups and events in person. And then there's also commercial real estate events. Actually, I've been to one that was just specifically focused on commercial real estate. So obviously, you definitely want to be at any of those, right? If this is something that you're going to try to be targeting, that's definitely a no brainer. But these are just some good resources here. Uh, You know, jot those down, LoopNet, Crexy, NAR with the commercial designations. So if you wanted to right now start expanding your commercial footprint, you can 
pull up Facebook right now and go uh, uh, join a bunch of commercial real estate investor groups, right? You can pull up the NAR website right now. I'm talking about 10 minutes after we get off this, this training, right? Pull up the NAR website, search by your, go to their uh, realtor directory, search by your city or market, I guess I should say, <clears throat> or maybe even just state because to us, the state is all that matters, right? We're licensed in the whole state. And then sort by the commercial designation and start reaching out to them, right? And then um, just know your resources. And again, the biggest takeaway here from today, I want your mind to uh, kind of shift to is that when you're doing commercial, you can reverse the entire uh, prospecting situation and you can prospect for sellers, which the sellers are easier to get to, right? It's easier to find who listed this on the properties, the the, the 500,000 properties listed on LoopNet right now. It's easier to find out who listed them and get a hold of them than it is to randomly come across a bunch of investors in an investor group necessarily, right? This is big, this is good, but obviously you can literally contact 500,000 people right away by pulling up their listing on LoopNet and uh, getting a hold of them. So just understand the dynamic of commercial can be a little different. There's definitely more opportunities opened up there when you look at it from that angle. Uh, let's see here. So there is a question. Could we essentially pre-qualify the property itself? So I think this was being asked when I was talking to or talking about talking to sellers, right? Um, so yeah, they have this property. Uh, for example, you know, would it be financeable? You absolutely could could do that. You could, you know, if you're actually talking to a person that says, yeah, I have this property. I've been trying to sell it. I can't sell it. People keep coming to me and they say they can't qualify for financing or whatever it is. You could absolutely take the scenario from them and go talk to our different uh, commercial outlets and see if it would be possible. Now, obviously, you know, you're not going to get all the way to any type of real pre-approval because it's all based on the property. So it's all going to be based on the appraisal, right? So uh, it's not like a regular pre-approval where it's based on the borrower's income and everything. So the property doesn't matter. It's just the price of the property, right? But in this case, the borrower stuff doesn't matter. It's only the property. So while you can go check the guidelines to see, yes, this conduit does do uh, auto, you know, well, it's probably not going to do an auto body shop, but my point here is let's say, okay, this con, this conduit does do churches. So yes, I can do churches, but they would need to fall into this category. Look at the guidelines, talk to the actual AE. This is something you're going to have to talk to the account executives about, right? And actually price it out with them, get more details. Um, so yes, you can kind of do that little quick, like, okay, I have options for your property now. Is the property going to appraise? We don't know. Is the property end up being in some kind of weird like zoning section that doesn't allow something or there's permit issues or whatever, right? So there's a million things that can come up. So we would never necessarily say like pre-qualified, but yes, you, you can essentially, you know, look at the guidelines, talk to our different invest, you know, investors and outlets and say, hey, is this going to be possible? Obviously, the appraisal has to come back and stuff, but is it in the realm of possibility so that I can talk to this seller and say, yes, I have multiple programs that would fit this. It's obviously going to depend on the appraisal and 
you know, all kinds of stuff like that. And also remember, commercial appraisers, appraisals are extremely expensive, thousands of dollars for commercial uh, appraisals. So you definitely want to do your job on the front end, right? So for example, if you're working with a, a buyer, a borrower who is trying to get one under contract or putting offers in or, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, you need to really make sure that, um, you know, you have done your due diligence on the back end to try to address as many issues as you think may come up and read the guidelines in full and talk to the account executive because what you don't want is borrowers to pay for appraisals uh, without, you know, and, and the whole time it couldn't have been done because of X, Y, Z, right? Now, if they pay the $2,500 for the appraisal and the appraisal comes back bad, then that's one thing. That's not your fault. But if they pay $2,500 for the appraisal, the appraisal comes back good. And then there's some other technicality on why, you know, it can't happen that you could have foreseen, then that's an issue that you, you know, for you and your borrower is going to be upset. And the, you know, if there's a seller involved and the seller's agent's going to be upset, everybody's going to be upset because it's essentially something that you could have caught on your own. All right. I don't see any other questions, but let's get out there and try to get some commercial business. Maybe you're newer and you don't have a grasp on commercial yet. You can do some more research. We have a lot of articles in our Knowledge Center. You can go on our YouTube. We have a couple other trainings on commercial loans, like Nick and Jose doing some trainings and stuff. Uh, so definitely a lot of resources if you want to get more familiar with the process, but definitely opens up a lot of opportunity if you want to embrace some of these methods and some of these tools and some of these resources that you see right there. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great weekend. And we will see you on Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern for the next episode of the Loan Officer Sales Training with the Mortgage Calculator. Have a great weekend, everyone.